and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada, and joining me to break down the NFL card for week 15, right? 15? 15. Right. 15. Three to play. As always, James Bitter and Austin Tark, Tark, Austin Tark are here to uh, give our listeners some winners. Uh, 3-0 on our best bets last week. Very good. We're doing and, well. Um, our best bets are kind of getting hot. I uh, Austin, and I, Austin and I three and the last three weeks. Wow. That's pretty good. Um, Have you updated the records, Jess? I do. I got I got you right here. Um, of course, the champ, still in first place, 9-4-1. Thank you very much. Uh, winner on the football team, outright win, even though they were getting three last week. Last week, Austin had the uh, – wagon bills. circling bills mm-hmm. uh one very in a very convincing fashion and james who'd you have last week bucks bucks, bucks maybe minus be a little fortunate six hey sometimes i'd rather be lucky than good though huh um yep james is short for time so we will kick it to him for his best bet first but before we do so um, I'd like to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. After a horrendous start in college basketball, James and I have righted, <laughs> righted the ship. Uh, we've been balling like the last w- a week or so. Um, so if you guys want college basketball winners, make sure you follow us once again on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. And of course, um, we will be recording our college football conference championship pod later. Very excited about that. One of my favorite weekends of the year is conference championship Saturday. Um, and hey, who knows? Maybe we'll talk a little college basketball too if we got the time. But um, of course, rate, review, and, and subscribe to our Apple Podcast feed at uh, the Sharp Side Podcast and follow us on Spotify. Uh, just look up the same name. So, James Bitter, your best bet. The Niners lane three on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, what's the total there? 45. 45. All right. James, why are we back in the Niners this week? I love the Niners minus three. I bet them minus one and a half when I saw the line open on Sunday night. So I'm getting a pretty good, some pretty good CLV. But I love this game because last week, if you look at those scoreboards, they're really deceiving. So the Cowboys won 37, right? But they were outgained by the Bengals. They were plus three in turnovers, and they had two defensive TDs. And they also allowed the Bengals to go nine of 16 on third down. The Bengals just the Bengals, so they can't score. Uh, the, on the other side, the Niners outgained the football team by over 150 yards, but they lost the turnover battle 3-1. And of those three turnovers, two went for touchdowns. So, I mean, we're getting one team that's the beneficiary of two defensive touchdowns and one who had two against them. So I think that's already right there, pretty good start. And then if you look at the mismatches here, the Niners are so much more well-coached. Um, the Cowboys, are they're playing better football lately, but they're still a really poorly coached team. I think, uh, is it Robert Sala? Yeah, defense coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a game plan ready for, to stop Zeke in that running game. Uh, Dalton's looked good the last few weeks as well. He's been throwing the ball around. But we saw last week that Niners, that Niners defense was stingy. They, ha- they allowed the football team to under 200 yards. Uh, and then on the other side, I think they're going to be able to run wild on the Cowboys. We saw the Ravens do it two weeks ago, and I know it's not the same ground attack or ground game. But even last week, the Bengals still went for over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, 
there's a lot of holes in this Dallas defense. I think Shanahan and that offense are going to find ways to exploit them. Give, give me the, the Niners minus three. So, Austin, this is your third most confident play. Um, yep. This isn't on my list, but I do lean that way. But uh, tell me why you also like the Niners. Yeah, I'm fully with you on the Niners at three. I would, If you're listening to this pod, I'd get it now because I think this line will go up uh, as we get closer to Sunday. Um, as James mentioned, the performance last week, Cowboys did put up 30, but that was against the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, 49ers are ranked as a top 10 defense and the Cowboys have played five games against teams ranked top 10 defensively and they haven't scored over 17 points once so I really don't think that they're going to be able to get theirs Um, meanwhile the 49ers offense they've looked bad as of late it's hard trusting Nick Mullins um, but they've played against great defenses in the Saints Rams Bills and Washington all these are top 10 defense defenses or in Buffalo's case just a, a a trending upwards defense Um, I think this is a game where they can really get their offense going uh, Shanahan's going to get a great game plan um, against this bad Cowboys defense. They're going to be able to run on them. They're going to be able to pass on them. Um, and 49ers, they can also create pressure. We saw what they did against the Rams. Uh, and when you put, put pressure on Andy Dalton, he's a totally different quarterback. Uh, I love this number at minus three. I like the Niners here. Uh, and then keep your eye out on the injury report because I believe Mostert is questionable to play. Uh, could be even unlikely. Um, but uh, they have enough backs on that roster that I think they'll be okay. So you get full agreement for me for me here. Um, what I think you guys kind of understated a little is how bad the Cowboys offense is. Um, last week, they were gifted a 17-0, uh, 17-point head start. Here's the Bengals' first three drives. Fumble, fumble return for a touchdown, and another fumble. Um, it's And it, honestly, like, it's not like the Cowboys were – taken full advantage of that either I mean like they had the ball in the red zone right away and they settled for a field goal um I think the Niners I I, hey I'm a outright Nick Mullins hater but uh, I think that he can do enough and Shanahan can do enough just to script enough plays to um be uh beat the Cowboys so go Niners also Uh, I wanted to I wanted to add in too the Bengals went to the, they were in the red zone three different times last week and they only scored seven points. So, I mean, they, they moved the ball pretty well for the majority of that game. Just another point to add in. And that's gets Brandon Allen. Like Dick Mullins yeah. is bad, but Brandon Allen's even worse. Uh, I mean, I, I think San Fran will have no An problem injured scoring. Brandon Allen too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we um, agree. All right. Um, James, is that it for you? Yeah, I'll hop off, and if you guys are still going in probably about an hour and a half, I'll hop back on. Otherwise, uh, listen to the college podcast, and Chaz and I'll be doing that later tonight. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Austin, yeah. your best bet is um, Cardinals, who are lane six at home against the Eagles. Um, what's Sorry, I'll, I need to bring up the totals in front of me. I got um, 49 and a half. 49 and a half. All right, so – you like the Cardinals after what I thought was a pretty convincing um, and good defensive performance against the Giants last week. But why do you like the Cardinals? Okay. Uh, first, great timing of James to leave because he likes the Eagles, and this is a great <laughs> bet opportunity against each other. Uh, but so, okay. So the, the biggest reason why I like the Cardinals is I think they're going to be able to just score at will. And the biggest reason for this is the Eagles lost three corners to injury. Uh, they lost Rodney McLeod, uh, their safety last week who tore his ACL. Uh, Maddox and is, has a corner. Uh, their corner is hurt, 
He's also out, and Darius Slay has a concussion for the second time this season, so it's unlikely that he's they're going to rush him out there to play. So that's three corners, uh, not to mention their fourth-string corner also missed all of last week with a hamstring injury. So this secondary is just completely decimated, and we saw how easy Taysom Hill was able to move the ball at the end of that game in the fourth quarter for the Saints because that that the corners in that secondary was just – there was no one there that they, they were able to move the ball at will. Uh, the Philadelphia already ranks 22nd as a pass defense already. Uh, so without these guys, it's just going to get worse. Uh, Cardinals offense should be able to score with ease with all of these weapons. They left a lot of points on the field last week as they kicked four field goals from inside the 20-yard line. Uh, Kyler, he for the last couple of weeks, all we've heard is his shoulders hurt. He's afraid to run the football. And he finally shut that injury narrative down last week because he ran the football 13 times. So if Kyler's running, they got the wideouts, I really think they're going to be able to succeed to score. Um, and then defensively, there's also some tape now in Jalen Hurts. Uh, Eagles have allowed a, a league high in sacks this season, uh, and they lost a tackle to a knee injury this week. Um, and Cardinals struggle to create pressure, but Hassan Riddick last week coming off a five-sack performance, I think that could be a matchup to watch and give him trouble. Um, so I'm all over the Cardinals minus six. Uh, that's definitely my best bet. But to add to this game, I also really like the over. Um, for the reasons that I mentioned, I think the Cardinals will be able to score. Um, but also – the Cardinals do struggle if any in any area on the run game. Uh, and Miles Sanders, he's been impressive. Uh, the last couple of weeks, he's really been getting it going. Uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, also really good on the ground. Um, so I think this is the strength of the Eagles if they're going to be able to put up points is through the ground game. Um, so for that reasoning, um, I might I, – I, I'm still hesitant between betting the Cardinals team total over and the full game over. I got a feeling I'm just going to end up on both sides. Um, but overall, I think the Cardinals are going to score with ease. They'll put up. 30, 31, 33 points, and the Eagles will get 20 or so. Um, so best bet, Cardinals minus six. I like this play. Uh, yeah, um, originally I, I was uh, leaning Eagles, but um, I think the Jalen Hurts we saw in the second half is more uh, is more likely to be the quarterback we see for the rest of the year. Um also, the Eagles offense last week was buoyed by a couple, like, really big plays. And also, the Saints defense just looked horrible. Um, I I can appreciate absolutely just completely shutting down the Giants defense, how they did, especially with how many scoring opportunities they left on the board. And, um, yeah, I also – I that's those secondary injuries. It's – I like that. It, it's very, very difficult to come back from that. And um, so I really, really like uh, Cardinals uh, team total over. So that's where I'm attacking that game. Good luck. I think it's a shame on us. Uh, I mean, I was crediting us, us on the podcast for going, finally going against the Eagles uh, last week when the Saints were playing them. Uh, but it, it, we really shouldn't have overlooked the fact that it was the Saints' third straight road game. Uh, it was their first game where they clearly looked lost without Taysom Hill. And it's a look ahead to the Chiefs. Um, so those are the excuses I'm going to give for literally getting dominated to the Eagles last week. Um, I mean, they made a run for it at the end. If they recover that onside, they probably win the game. But overall, the Eagles controlled that game wire to wire. Yep. All right. My best bet. Um, line isn't up everywhere yet, but it is up at a few places. I like the Titans minus 10 and a half or 11. Um and uh, what I'm doing is I am fading the Lions, and I think I'm on right now what is the hottest offense in football. 
And with Top Stoloff is they are going to be feeding Derrick Henry the rock late in the game. Um, I could see them like potentially trying to run it up, even if it's smarter for them just to run out the clock. They have come out and said that they really want to um, get Derrick Henry to uh, 2,000 yards. Um, and what you might be thinking as well, this is an 11 point spread. You know, it's two possessions that might lower the amount of uh, scoring opportunities for the Titans. Um, and I mean, more opportunities for the Lions could potentially make it a closer game. But the Lions defense is so freaking bad. It is insane. They do not stop the run. They, I have no confidence in their ability to guard Corey Davis or A.J. Brown, who A.J. Brown is looking like an absolute beast. That catch he had last week was insane. But um, also, I need him to go off this week for my fantasy team. But um, <laughs> uh, there's going to be a wild rushing yards line on Derrick Henry this week, and I think you should bet the over. Chase Daniels is going to start this week for the Lions. And, I mean, we touch on this every week, but Kenny Galladay still isn't back. I think that um, the Titans' defense has kind of woken up since they just got absolutely dumped on by the, uh, by the Browns. And, um, yeah, I just think that you get a lot of three and outs with Chase Daniel. And it's also – it's not like you're bringing in Jalen Hurts where you haven't seen him play a pro snap which I mean, uh, like with Chase Daniel, you, um, you have tape on him. You can scheme around what you have seen him do. And it's, let's not act like Daryl Bevel is like the most creative offensive mind ever. So I have no confidence in him actually getting um, like positive EV plays for Chase Daniel this week. So go Titans, laying a big number, I know, but I just think the lines are that bad. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of, I like that. It's interesting. It's funny, Derrick Henry look, because uh, you're right. That number is going to be astronomical, uh, but he needs to average about 140 yards a game if he's going to get to that 200 number, which seems pretty damn hard. But for Derrick Henry, it's most likely going to happen, especially the way that uh, we saw this last year, where they wanted to be, they wanted Derrick Henry to be the rushing leader, and they just ran him to the very end. Uh, in week 17, they were just running the hell out of him, and most teams you would you would regret that going into the playoffs making a, a run. It didn't matter. He still dominated. Henry, but it's Derrick Henry. He's a fuck. He's King Henry, and he's a beast. Um, I was a little uh, surprised that you picked this because, like, it's so chalky. It's very it's chalky, but like, I agree with it. I just struggle to support Titans as a heavy favorite. We've seen them as heavy favorite struggle. Then again, they proved me wrong. They beat the Jags handily last week. Um, but they've struggled throughout the season to win as a heavy favorite. Um, but, and I, I, I like that. I'd say it's a dream crusher spot for the lions. Um, I think last week without Patricia, they were starting to get, they got at least they beat the bears and there might've been a sliver of hope to make the playoffs. Um, and now without Stafford with, after losing last week, I don't see any motivation for them to win this game. Um, they also have important O-line injuries with Tyrell Crosby and Frank Ragno. Um, and Ragno actually is, I think he fractured his throat. Jesus Christ, I did not know that was possible. Um, but he's not even talking right now during practice, um, which as a center is pretty significant considering he's calling out the defense and their formations. Um, so even if he plays, I don't know how well he can play if he can't do his uh, a huge job as being a vocal leader. Um, so 
O-line injuries, very significant. But then again, the Titans don't get too much pass rush, uh, but certainly not what you want when you're bringing in a backup quarterback. Um, definitely monitor the Titans injury report because Kenny Vaccaro, Roger Saffold, and two other O-linemen are hurt for the Titans. Um, so going to need them to play, especially if you're going to be feeding Derrick Henry like crazy. Um, I'm, I'm okay with the, the play just because I, 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 I'm with you. I think this Lions team sucks. Uh, they're really playing for nothing now. Um, and what motivation do they really have? Um, and also, then for a- Titans need to win. True. Very true. Yep. But I, don't, I, I didn't like make it completely clear. The, my angle with the Derrick Henry thing is also I could see them not like, I mean, if there's a knee pos- uh, situation, I see them doing it. But if they're at the 10 yard line and, um, you know, you can, like you can run them to get that last touchdown. I think they're, they're going to do that. I saw someone saying, uh, throwing out like Derrick Henry MVP talk, which if he gets to, if he breaks the rushing record this year, which I think that's absurd, but like, if that's, if that's what people are going with right now, and that's what like people are saying, I think that's beautiful, beautiful for this bet, especially if, if he has another 200 yard game. So I think that that talk is a little live just because, uh, well, first of all, he plays the Lions, Packers, and Texans. Three teams oh, with bad rush D's. I think they're going to get 2,000 with ease. If he breaks the rushing record and he dominates the Packers and beats out Aaron Rodgers, um, oh, yeah. I think that, that eclipses Rodgers. It just comes to a matter of does he eclipse the Chiefs? Uh, I think if the Chiefs go 15-1, and one, Mahomes is absolutely the MVP. Um, but maybe if they lose to the Saints and they – I don't know. They already have it racked up by week 17. They lose to the Chargers. Maybe you don't give it to Mahomes. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, I get your get your Henry MVP MVP tickets. Get bet his prop bets because I, I absolutely think he's going to reach 2,000 yards. I wish the, uh, you could find a bet on that. Will he get to 2K? Um, I'm, sure, overall, I'm sure after this week that'll be up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's oh no, it's a very inter- interesting spot. Like, because like normally with a team like this, I'm. Like you, you talk about the back door more, but like, I also think the front door is going to be open in this game if the if the opportunity presents it. So, go Titans! I like it. Um, moving on to your most your second most confident play, which is also James's, but you, my friend, like Steelers, and they are laying thirteen. I just want to make sure I got that number right. Yes, yeah. 13 right now to uh, on the road to the Bengals. Man, you, we need to become the chalk side podcast. Huh? Um, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> thank you. Um, but um, yes, off a well for me, I had them in my own. I I, I faded. I wrongly faded the noise. But um, uh, they're off a big loss, which I think that that was that game was crucial for their. Uh, first round bye in the playoff hopes, but um, why do you like them a week after their loss against the Bills? Uh, first, do you know, Tubby, uh if the Chiefs and Steelers tie, do you know who gets the one seed? Um, so the one seed goes to out of it's either in conference, I think it's in conference record. Okay. Uh, I well, think it seems like both these teams they might both tie at that because I'm just wondering if the Chiefs, if no, the Steelers no. are holding the, on to hope, what do you the Chiefs would have the edge because Steelers have lost to 
Bills and who who was their first loss? Uh, they lost. Oh, Washington. Oh, never mind. I guess they'd be tied. Yes, they'd be tied. The Chief, yeah, the Chiefs have to. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, because if that's the case, the Steelers still see. Um, I guess they there are a Monday night game. Um, uh, keep talking. Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, because that's an interesting angle that could change his handicap. Because if the Chiefs beat the Saints, I can see the Steelers lacking motivation um, for really wanting to put the pedal to the metal and win this game. Um, but this is I, th- this is a main handicap because I just think this is a total get-right game for the Steelers. Um, their their short pass game is clearly getting figured out. They have no rush attack. Um, Tomlin said this week that they're going to start practicing throwing the deep ball more in practice. Um, so I get a feeling we might see a few new kinks into this offense, especially going into the home stretch where they really need to start adding some things to this offense. Um, if they're going to start, if they're going to make a playoff run because clearly they look figured out. Um, but who better a test dummy opponent than the Bengals? Uh, they rank 29th defensively. Uh, and I think the, and they also rank the worst offensively against the best uh defense in the NFL. So I just think this is such a mismatch on all levels. I don't see the Bengals being able to score. Uh, even if the Steelers don't score, I think they can win this game 20 to three. Um, but I still, uh, so that, that's the main thing. I just think it's such a big mismatch here. Joe Hayden also returns to practice. Uh, so that limits the only weapon that the Bengals have of Tyler board, Tyler Boyd um, Steelers finally get a rest. Uh, they, it just seemed like a fatiguing game last week against the bills where it was their third game in 11 days. They had tough games against uh, Ravens and they were coming back against Washington. It was all very tough that they need an easy game where they get a whole week off to prepare. Um, and I just think there's a perfect spot to beat the Bengals. Um, I just don't see the Bengals being able to score. They put up 10 points in the first matchup against them. And that was with Joe Burrow. Um, I'm all over the Steelers. Uh, my two concerns one I already highlighted, uh, just the fact that if they can't get the one seed because the Chiefs beat the Saints, uh, it could cause a little bit lack of motivation. And then also I was looking at the stats, uh, the season when the Bengals uh, Steelers, their history, uh, there's usually one close game a year. Um, and um, it's usually at Cincinnati as well. But granted, Brandon Allen wasn't the quarterback of those teams. And I think that they're really going to struggle to put up points in this contest. So I still like the Steelers. Uh, give me the points. And injured Brandon Allen too. That dude's playing through some kind of injury. I was watching the end of that game and he was limping all around the field. Um, so right. to answer your question, it is win percentage in games played within the conference. A fun fact, the 11th tiebreaker is a coin toss. Wow. Some of these are insane. Like, so wait, what's the second coin? Cause like, what if they tie in the conference? Cause that's what it looks like they might do if the chiefs lose to the saints. Um, win loss percentage in common games, a minimum of four. So I guess the chiefs beat the bills. So the chiefs would have it. Did the Steelers ever play the Raiders? No, they did not, but the chiefs beat the bills. So I would have to decide it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that, that's, that's pretty big, but go on. Okay. So, there's 11 tiebreakers. It's actually kind of insane. But um, anyways, so I also, I kind of do lean the Steelers too. My one worry is that I don't, I, I've, I've been somewhat like impressed by Brandon Allen. It's like they move, it's like they, they like move the ball down the field and like, at least they did this against a horrible defense in Dallas. But I feel like I've been seeing the past couple of weeks where 
they put together these good drives and then like they fumble or like they just stall. Um, but like they like have a couple good series of downs and they, it, they just haven't put it together. Um, James said earlier that they were one, uh, one for three in the red zone, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um, you just can't do that against the Steelers. And then um, like TJ Watt could just make Brandon Ellen's day hell. Um, I was still so impressed with how well the Steelers D line played, especially despite like all expectations that they should be tired. Um, my main worry with the Steelers on defense is their secondary. I just don't know if it's that great. Um, and I think that injuries are kind of catching up with them, which um, I honestly, I didn't think it would be as much of an issue, but then again, right now I'm using a game against the bills who are looking like a top two, three team in football. And I'm trying to compare it to a game against the Bengals who are a bottom three team in football. And that just isn't right. I think, I do think this is a good motivational spot for the Steelers. So Steelers went, I, I do think the Steelers went pretty easy. I think the better bet is Steelers first half um, laying a smaller number. And I, and I do think that, um, while they have more rest, I think they just come out firing a little bit early, if that makes sense. So. I like that. Um, so you're right. Brandon Allen did look pretty good, but I think the key point you hit there is it was against the Cowboys defense. Because uh, my, my handicap here is they're not going to be able to move the ball because I'm really basing my my point on how Brandon p- played against the Giants, and that's where they gained 155 yards of offense. And then the Dolphins, where they also didn't eclipse 200 yards. I just think that against a great Steelers defense like this, as you mentioned, TJ Watt against a bad Bengals O-line, I just think they're going to make make the, their day hell. Um, I, I, it's funny. I, my score prediction is 20 to three, and I think that actually might be right. I, I, I don't hate the under here because I just – I don't really see – I like the under. Yeah, I don't – it's such a fucking low number. Um, I just don't see the Bengals being able to score. And then if the Steelers' offense still hasn't figured out their kinks, if they're still uh, – forcing the run sticking to the short pass game. I don't know how much, how they'll, how, if they can put up a high number, um, but I still like the Steelers play. Well, and I think something that we keep forgetting is like the Bengals have just been ravaged by defensive injuries all year long. And like now Mike Daniels isn't playing. So maybe the Steelers can run the ball a bit better. And now like the Steelers O line has, has finally gotten like a full week of rest. So maybe they can run block a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Bengals still don't have corners and all, all this stuff. And I think it's all going to like fully come together. So I think, uh, well, the only thing James Connors hurt. Um, so monitor that. Uh, and then I, I think there might be something fundamentally wrong just with the Steelers uh, run game. I mean, it, it, they couldn't do any, anything. against the bills last week. And that was a matchup where you had to pound the run. Uh, I believe that Tomlin even said those would be a part of his game plan. Um, and it just didn't work at all. Um, they, they, are falling at the wrong time. They do not look sharp right now heading into the playoffs. Agreed. Um, moving on. Let's do it. So I have a habit of doing this and I hate it. But um, so my second favorite play, we're going to Atlanta and we're going to back the Falcons plus six. And, you know, right now you might be asking yourself, well, Chaz, you keep doing this stupid thing where you like to back bad teams. And you're right. It is stupid. But I think this number is about three points too big with how the Bucks have been playing. And I would, and I'm, that's not even taken into account with how much of a mess just that organization in general seems right now. 
it seems like Arians and Brady are not on the same page. Um, ever since they got their doors blown off by New Orleans, I feel like there's been more dysfunction on the defensive side, whether it's um, maybe like a missed coverage or two, or um, I, particularly in the secondary where um, it's, it's crazy. And I love this about the NFL, like every three weeks or like there's like a team of the month every, every month. And like, at first it was, I mean, of course, at first it was, it's always, the Chiefs are always in this conversation, but like we've had our, um, our time with like the Rams, the Bucks, the, the Packers and like all of this stuff. And like, even the Saints were like, oh, they're the best team. They're the best team in football. And uh, like, you know, people are always making this argument. And I think the Bucks are a long way from their blowout win against the Packers. And I think the Falcons might be able to move the ball a little bit. But what has impressed me about the Falcons recently is their defense has looked really good. Now, and it's not like they've been playing great offenses. I mean, there's two good performances against the Saints, especially late in those games. And um, what I thought was a good defensive performance against the Chargers. But um, it's tough. And there, this isn't my best bet because no Julio – really scares me off and I have a feeling the Falcons are just holding him out for the rest of the year which I think kind of makes sense he's one of the biggest investments on your team but um I think six is way too high here and if he plays that's just the cherry on top and I'm even more confident but if yeah, it sucks I but I like do you disagree like do you think that because no one wants to bet the Falcons I mean I guess me but do you agree that this line is way too high, especially for a divisional dog at home? I, I, I would the, agree. I think the Falcons are kind of live to win this game. Yeah. Are wrong? I, the way that the Bucks are performing on offense, I absolutely think they're live to win this game. Uh, I mean, just last week was such an all-in spot. They were off a bye. They had just lost their game against the Chiefs. Um, and, like, they won. They covered. But it was like a fluky cover where – they get that PI call at the end of the half that was completely a bailout call that they never call in a Hail Mary. That led to a field goal. Dan Bailey missed like four kicks. And the Vikings still had a chance to cover and be within that game at the end. Uh, this this Bucks offense just really isn't impressing me. Um, I can't get in on with – I can't get in bed with you with the Falcons just because I can't back the Falcons, especially with no Julio. Perfectly um, fair. But I do I, – I like the under quite a bit. Uh, yes, you highlighted – you highlighted just how good this Falcons defense is playing. If they can give uh, Tampa trouble, this under will hit um, because Tampa, I, their, their offense has been playing well, but their defense has been playing very well. They sat, uh, put a bunch of pressure on um, Kirk Cousins last week. Uh, if Matt Ryan's taking hits, they really don't have a run game. I don't see the Falcons being able to score that many points. Um, so my play would be the Falcons here. Um, it's also the first road game for the Bucs since November 15th. Um, I don't really know what that means, but still it's a disadvantageous spot for him. Uh, and Ronald Jones also uh, being out is pretty big considering he's been really good in this offense lately. Um, so my play would be the under and I'll support you on the Falcons just because it's a, it's a pass for me. Um, one thing I'd like to add is Ronald Jones, been, he's might be like the best development of that offense so far. I mean, Godwin's been hurt all year. Tom, Tom Brady has had his moments and Mike Evans has also had his moments, but um, I don't think no one has like impressed me more from that team um, 
on offense, of course, than Ronald Jones. I think losing him is a huge blow. Last week, Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch, which that's absurd, especially seeing as he's probably their best receiver out of the backfield. There's obviously something going on there. And now they're going to be giving the ball to him or LaShawn McCoy. Who wait, is wait, st- what, what year is this? We're in 2020 and LaShawn McCoy is still playing? That's crazy. So I, I think that's a big time blow to that run game, which that's going to ha- give Tom Brady a bunch of second and longs, third and longs. And I don't, I don't know. I think this will, uh, this just plays out well for the Falcons. Also, I like, I think the Falcons can win, but I'm not saying they're going to, I mean, this is still the, like they're, they choke these games, but like, I'm kind of okay if they choke these games. Cause like that, if they choke that bad, it probably means they lose by less than six. So go Falcons. I interesting that uh, we're in week 15 here and they haven't played each other yet. They got two games in these final, final three game stretch. Uh, That's kind of weird. Yeah. Must've been Um, some weird COVID scheduling thing. Uh, Moving on. Your, oh, your third favorite play was the Niners. Yep, hit on that. So We go to your third. Yes, we can. Seattle's traveling to take on the Washington football team. In the Super Contest, we have the game at five and a half. It's six right now. I like it at both. And this is a fade of Dwayne Haskins. I don't think this number has adjusted enough for um, Dwayne Haskins or an injured Alex Smith starting. First of all, I love the Alex Smith story. I hope they make the playoffs. And I, I think it'd be so cool just to see him start a playoff game. That'd be awesome. But, and like watching the game last week, he had an open lane, like an open run of about, I think he could have picked up 10 to 15 yards on the ground. And he like opted to stay in the pocket and throw and like kind of throw it away almost. Mm-hmm. And like that, that was like a big, big, kind of red flag warning sign to me. Um, Dwayne Haskins just is not that good. Although he did, I like, I guess he had his moments late in that game. But, I mean, the Niners had a chance to win last week. Down eight, I think, with the ball with uh, like a minute and a half left. And, I mean, of of course, Nick Mullins isn't going to win that game because the dude sucks. And um, last week, I'm also uh, kind of fading – a very unsustainable performance from the defense. They had two defensive touchdowns, I believe, or was it? Yep, it was two. Yep, yep. And then, okay. Not um, a single offensive touchdown in that game. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's true. And, um, and you just, the Seahawks just don't do that stuff. Like Russell Wilson takes care of the ball. The one pushback I will have is that Russell Wilson is, I think over the past five weeks, he is second to Carson Wentz in total sacks taken, which could present a problem. And that's not even really the Seahawk offensive line's fault. It's just Russell Wilson runs into these sacks. Um, that stat is even more impressive when you consider that he didn't get sacked last week. Um, which <laughs> either like once, either once. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Them being one and two is absurd. <laughs> but um, I do think we get. Uh, a good game, a good enough game out of the Seattle offense. And the Seahawks defense has looked pretty, pretty good. Um, I know you were on that under last week, but that's just a brutal beat with the Jets missing seemingly every field goal they kicked except for yeah. their first one. But um, 
they're I mean they're rushing the passer way better now. I think I saw Jamal Adams is could break the record for most sacks by DB in a season, or he already did break the record. Um, and I just what I saw from Alex Smith if he plays, which I don't expect him to. I expect Dwayne Haskins to play. I I think they're gonna have a hard time running the ball. I'm saying moving the ball and no Antonio Gibson. So. Give me the I heard he's questionable. I heard Gibson's questionable. He could return. Uh, that would be a Selfishly, big boost. Selfishly, I offense. hope he doesn't play. Yeah, I, I agree. Not uh, only for me, but I want him healthy for the fantasy championships. So. <laughs> I like Come that. Come on. Keep, keep him healthy. Keep him healthy. Um, <laughs> I, I lean your sorry, way. Go ahead. I lean your way. Uh, not a like, um, just because I think six is getting up there a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I the Washington D line, as Chaz mentioned, the what R- Wilson's taking sacks. So I think they, good. They can control Seattle, and we saw um, Seattle struggle against the Giants, who have an, an, another good D line. And if you can control Wilson in the pocket, put him under pressure, uh, they're they're a different team because they're they're not running the ball very well lately, um, even with Carson back in the lineup. Um, I guess they they might have last week against the Jets, but I'm kind of just ignoring those stats. Yeah, um, that's but reasonable. For the most part, uh, I, I'm on Seattle side just because I don't think Washington can keep up. As if it's Haskins, if it's an injured Alex Smith, if Seattle puts up anything close to 27 points, Washington's not going to cover that. They're not going to come close to that. Um, I mean, as we highlighted, um, not a single offensive score last week. Wilson's not going to throw pick sixes. They're not going to, I mean, there might be a pick or two, but there's not going to be defensive turnovers that like Nick Mullins is going to create for you. Um, I mean, that's, that's how they live and they live by the defense. Um, so I think that makes me like the under a little bit. Uh, we saw last week with Seattle, um, defense still looks very good. They, they've looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. Um, I really don't expect Washington to score the ball very well. And if they can control Wilson, even in the slightest bit, I think this under hits pretty easily. Also, uh, one thing I'd like to add is that the Seattle secondary has slowly gotten healthier. And I, um, like they got Shaq Griffin back last week, which is, I mean, he's, he was probably their best corner early in the season. So I think another game under his belt will be a big boost for the team. Yeah. Also, I think Carlos Dunlap is expected to return mm-hmm. uh, and, and Dunbar. So big additions to the defense. Yep. All right. Um, did we talk Bears Vikings? We did not. I don't think we did. So this is James' third most confident play. He likes the Vikings. You like the Bears. I kind of lean the Vikings, so I'll be able to play devil's ad- advocate. Why do you like the Bears this week? Because okay. this is this is your least confident of your favorite. It is. It is. Yeah. So let's hear. Um, let's hear for the Bears. I mean, I still have the game. We had a best bet on the Bears. It was like four or five weeks ago uh, on Monday Night Football, and yeah, the Bears were out game. They were they. James mentioned how badly they were outgained, but they were in that game. They were in reach within that game. And if Hakeem Hicks doesn't get hurt, uh, they probably beat the Vikings. Um, and that was with Nick Foles. And the way this Bears offense is performing lately, um, I think they're going to be able to put up more points, especially against a Vikings defense that has not been impressive lately. Um, but a big handicap here is Kirk was pressured 24 times on his dropbacks last week. Um, they were just under pressure all game. And the Bears can create the same pressure. Uh, I mean, we Jazz has been calling out this defense for dead, but they created seven sacks last week. They dominated. Um, so I was if wrong. They can put that kind of pressure on Kirk Cousins. They're going to win this game. Um, they still have a great rush defense. Wouldn't say great. It's getting worse as the season goes on. 
Uh, I'll give you a full. They're still ranked fifth, fifth great rush defense in the NFL. They can still control Cook, and they did it in the first matchup. Um, Hakeem Hicks is healthy. Um, I don't know about how healthy, but he's in there, and he's a big piece of this to stop the run. Um, I just think the way that Trubisky's playing, Montgomery especially. David Montgomery has been really good in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think this offense is going to be able to put up more points. Um, so I think I, I just like it in a good revenge spot. I like the way the Bears are playing right now. I liked it more at three and a half, but at three, give me the Bears too. Um, so I kind of agree with your overreaction point. I was way wrong last week. Um, Texans look like crap. Um, one thing I will say is I don't, this line closed Bears plus three and a half. I think it even got up to four at one point last week, and it's since gone down. And of course, Trubisky is an apparent upgrade to what, whatever that Nick Foles mess was. But I think he's had two very um, comfy defensive matchups. So he first he plays the Lions, and the Lions are, I mean, it's just one of the worst. It might be the worst defense in all football. But um, then he takes on a Texans defense that just that was without, I mean, their best and only acceptable, acceptably good corner on Bradley Roby. And so he was able to just feed Allen Robinson all day long. And the Vikings defense has really turned it around from the beginning, especially the beginning of the season when they had all their secondary in- injuries. Cameron Dantzler has, he's a rookie. He's been balling lately. Um, he's uh, actually, I think since week 10, he has one of the highest uh, pro, pro football focus grades for a corner. So that's huge this week. And um, I, I think there's, this is just like a, a Vikings team defense and play style that knows what to do against Mitch Trubisky. And I think that's important. I like the under in this game. Um, It's a, I mean, it's a low total, but I think that your points are very valid for how um, the bears play against the Vikings and they are built to play well against the run. But um, at 46, I do like this under, but Oh, no, I, I don't think the Bears are going to be able to score enough to um, cover this. And, it's, and like, a, I think the, the three and a half was valuable. And I, I, did you say you bet the Bears at three and a half? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's, that's a good, that's a good, reason, uh, reasonable bet. Like, I could see this coming down to a last second field goal. But um, I was Zimmer, very Zimmer's, good, Zimmer's good on defense, and mm-hmm. I expect him to have this team ready to go. I was impressed with how the Vikings played the Bucks last week and, uh, with 40 minutes of time of possession, outgaining it by 20 possession, uh, 20 minutes. Um, but that was through the ground game. Uh, Cook rushed four and a half yards of carry, 22 for 102 yards. Um, I just don't think that he's going to be able to have that same success. Um, and then I hate to play this narrative angle, but for a motivational angle here, um, I think it's a bit of a dream crusher week for the Vikings. Uh, they were six and six last week. They had a lot of hopes to, when uh, to still make the pl- to make the playoffs, and I guess they're still not dead. Uh, either the Bears, the Bears now feel like they have some. No life. way, not, neither of these teams um, are dead. Yeah, they're they're not dead, but um, I think it, it was a, a very significant loss that the Vikings got last week, um, especially to the Bucks, who could have been a wild card team if they jump. Um, 
But if another angle is the Bears, they have guys playing for jobs here. I mean, Nagy's coaching for a job. Uh, Trubisky is playing for a job. Um, I mean, they still they didn't sign resign his contract, but they could pick him up and sign him for a new deal at the end of the year. Um, and the way he's playing right now, God, you poor Bears fans, but I think they might sign Trubisky again, put him at quarterback next year. Um, so I still I, I like the Bears here. I, I, I like this angle. I like this position. Um, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, the Bears are in hell right now. They're they like are. they or no, that's that's they're like the Jets are in hell right right here right now. The, At least the Jets will get the Bears are pick. in purgatory. Like they're yeah. just stuck. They're yeah. they're playing 500 football every year, and that's just what they're built for. And I mean, this is the draft to do it. You get your hands on like a. I mean, they won't be able to go super high, but you could if they try and get like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or something, and hope that turns them around. I mean, the worst part big. is they're win- they're winning games. Yep. I mean, they got the Jags on deck. I mean, they could go eight and eight here if they win this game. Also, I am going to disagree with your um, kind of dream crusher loss for the Vikings. The, I mean, they're a game behind the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are at seven right now. So it's not it, like there's it's still perfectly reasonable for them to uh, get that last spot. So I would agree. Oh no, yeah. I just think last week was very it was a significant game for them. Um, but hey, but you're right. They're they're still in the playoff contention. Then they're in the same playoff contention that the Bears are in. Uh, Bears aren't giving up hope. Yeah, I completely agree. The Bears are directly behind them. So mm-hmm. okay, it's dude. This season's been insane. It's all the the good teams are really really good, and the bad teams are really really bad. Like the next team down is the Lions. That's wild. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. There's like there's like seven teams I would call mediocre this year, which is I feel like just not the case. That's why survivors sucked. I, sorry, I'm going on and on. All right, moving on to um, let's see here. Pats, Patriots, Patriots. Uh, this is my fourth most confidence play. Also, James's fourth most confidence most confident play, and um, it's simple. We get Bill Belichick extra extra rest. They're not completely mathematically eliminated, but they're probably not making the playoffs. Um, I think that the Dolphins' defense will be the best unit on the field, but they're they're just not good against the run, and the Patriots can run the ball like no one else. Um, I like. I think right now Damian Harris is the number one ranked running back according to Pro Football Focus. So I like what he and potentially potentially Cam Newton or Jared Stidham can do on the ground. I think Jared Stidham can run the ball a little bit too, but um, can you hear my dog right now? Not too much. Okay. That's fine. Um, and I'm just, I can't figure out Tua. it's like the tale of two halves, every single game he plays in and maybe it's due to garbage time, but I don't think he's going to, look good against Bill Belichick. I mean, like Bill Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks and call me crazy. I feel like I'm hearing a lot of Patriots conspiracy theories this week where like, Oh, they're going to start your, I heard Colin Coward saying uh, they're going to start Jared Stidham a week before the Jets so that they tank and the Jets get a win. So they don't get Trevor Lawrence. I think this is the exact Bill Belichick game where he comes out and he just like, obliterates to a, I don't know. I and like just like mm, 
I I will also like to preface this. The first three of my likes, I like genuinely really like. After that, it's a, it's very murky waters, and so I'm kind of reaching a little bit with the Patriots here, but I still do think they win this game. Yeah, I I want to like the Patriots. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. I think I think Belgium could get he could get. I love unders this week. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. I think he could give Tua quite a bit of problems, especially like not only is he great against rookie quarterbacks, but ten days to prepare. Uh, ten days to prepare yep. after a beatdown against uh, at the Rams. Um, so this is an opportunity to. Get some mojo back, beat the Dolphins uh, handily, a division rival. Um, my, and it's, it helps that the Dolphins are also short weapons. Jacecki, Tua's number one weapon, is hurt. He's not going to play. Uh, Jakeem Grant is hurt. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Devontae Parker's questionable. I believe he will go, but still, uh, still significant that he's hurt, considering how uh, big he is for that offense. And also, Gaskin is out. Uh, so they really like are lacking weapons on this offense. Uh, I really don't see Dolphins being able to score too many points. I mean, they die, they live and die by their defense. I mean, they caused four turnovers to Mahomes last week. And in a game where you give, you create four turnovers from the Chiefs, you have to win that game. And let's be honest, they were dominated. I mean, it was a six-point finish. The Chiefs, they covered. Um, but the Chiefs completely took their foot off the gas. I believe they were up 31 to 10 at one point. Um, and if it wasn't for Flores being a competent coach, uh, they wouldn't have covered that game. I mean, they kicked a field goal with 30 seconds left and did an onside, which sucked for us, cheap for me, for all of us. We had a fucking yeah, Chiefs yeah. contest. So that was frustrating one. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you kind of said it lightheartedly, but I think it last week was a dream crusher. I don't think the Patriots are going to the playoffs, um, especially with the they way won. the court, with the way Cam Newton's playing as well. Um, he just doesn't look like the QB of the future. He's throwing pick sixes. Uh, and then he led to his second benching of the, uh, of the year last week. Um, and then also Patriots have historically struggled in Miami. That was with Tom mm. Brady. It's a different team, but they, this is always a tough game for him is going, going to Miami. Um, so I'm going to play the under here. 41 is a God, it's a low number, um, but I still like it. Um, I just, the way this Patriots offense is playing, they will be able to run the football. Um, I think that only um, makes the game uh, quicker, shortens possessions, um, and they'll be able to move the ball more through that. But I, I just don't trust Cam Newton in this passing offense to score. Um, and then with Miami, their lack of weapons, with Belichick's ability to stop Tua, I don't see them putting up a lot of points too. So I know 41 is a low number, but I see this game ending 17-13. to 13, And what team has 17, I don't know. So, um, I think part of the Miami thing is the Patriots have been good for so long and the Dolphins have been bad for so long that, like, it was always just, like, the team that they could overlook where, um, like, like even – like, also maybe a little bit of revenge for last year because they would have had that first-round bye if they had got the job done as, what, 14-point favorites, 17-point favorites at Miami. Mm-hmm. It was something absurd like that. But um, I I think the Pacers just aren't good enough to – and, I mean, the Dolphins are in the playoff. They're – technically, if the season ends today, the Dolphins would be – the Dolphins would be in the playoffs over the Ravens this year. These are must-win games. They got to win these games. So, it's tough. It I'm, I'm actually really excited to watch this game. I, I would agree. Like, it's going to be a shit game, but I, I – I, 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 I kind of hate that angle you just said of the revenge just because they played each other in week one. That was the revenge game. That's um, fair. I remember being on the Pats in that just because I mean, that was, and, and they won by 10 feels points. like so long ago. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> um, but uh, God, I don't know. We'll see it's where tough. this line goes at one and a half. 
I wouldn't be surprised if this line continues to go Miami way um, and Patriots become a little more valuable. That's fair. Yeah, I, I could see that. Maybe, honestly, and this tight of a spread, I could even see the, those like that two, that one and a half, two points being worth something in, in that game. I would agree. All right, moving on. To the Buffalo Bills, who this is your, this is round, rounding out in a out of order sort of way, but this is your fourth most confident play. Yes. And they are lane six at Denver this week. Um, who Denver get last week? They played, they beat the Panthers. That's right. Um, Bills, hey, I mean, I was mentioning it earlier, but right now the Bills are the best team in football. You know, it's their moment in the sun right now, all to lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. But um, the Bill, Bills lane six, the total was 49. 49 and a half now. 49 and a half. Uh, why do you like the Bills this week? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm circling the wagons again. Uh, this three weeks I, in a row. I thought about making this my best bet as well. Um, I mean, I feel like a Joe of a better because this is such a trap game here where they come off this huge win on Sunday night football. Um, they had a big win the week before. Um, and now they have to travel to altitude on a short week to Denver. Um, and locks playing a lot better. It's just not the best spot. Uh, but really my handicap here is the Broncos corners are decimated that secondary is really hurt similar to my cardinals handicap um, they lost two more corners on sunday uh, they now have four corners on ir i just don't see how they stop the bills i mean the bills pass offense looks really good right now they're clicking on all cylinders john brown could even possibly be back but uh, i'm i i wouldn't count on it um, but the broncos uh, they've struggled to stop the run recently and bills are also heating up on the ground lately singletary's look pretty good um, i'm Leaning a little bit to the over as well, just the way that Locke is playing pretty well. Uh, Melvin Gordon is also playing pretty well, and the way to beat the Bills is through the ground game, so the Broncos could put up points through there. Um, but overall, I just don't see the Broncos being able to stop the Bills. Uh, I think they're the best team in the league right now. This offense is on fire. Uh, I'll probably end up betting the Bills team total over, even though this is like a look-ahead spot. Um, or not a look-ahead spot. It's a flat spot where they could show up flat for their big wins lately, but I'll, I, I'm not paying attention to it. I think the Bills win pretty easily, and I think uh, they hit their team total over. Yeah, that the Broncos missing so many corners is so so brutal against arguably the best passing offense in the NFL. Um, I I actually like this. I'm I know James is, is the Broncos one of his favorite. No, it's not. I'm good with this in our contest. Uh, I think we have Bills nice. minus six. If it gets a five and a half, which I mean, the Bills have been taking, excuse me, the Broncos have been taking money all week. But um, I'm, I like, I really, really like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like impressed with Drew Locke. Drew Locke, four touchdown performance. Uh, he got a lot of shit for when he got on the COVID list and he wasn't able to play against the Saints, but he's had a couple of good performances, um, which could lead us to the over. But this Bills defense is playing a lot better. Uh, their rush D is still is not great, um, but their pass defense is improving. Um, they're ranking league average, league average pass defense now. It's not great, um, but I, I still I, I like this play. I, I just don't see them keeping up. Yeah, it's also the Bills defense has 
like they fit, they found their groove and they're peaking at the absolute right time, uh, getting Agreed. ready for the playoffs. So Agreed. Um, also, Josh Allen doesn't have that first playoff game stink on him anymore. He got that out of the way. So Very true. they are definitely not a first round fade in the playoffs. Um, okay. And now we move on to the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Uh, the potential, if, hey, if we didn't, if the Ravens Browns game did not play out as it did last week, I think people would be hyping this up as the game of the year. Chiefs are laying three at New Orleans, taking on the Saints. Um, this is James's fifth favorite play. As a Saints fan, I am both nervous, excited, and dreading this game because I could see I unbiased. I think the Chiefs cover. It's I, I lean Chiefs here. Um, unless Drew Brees plays. So I was talking about this with Austin uh, before we uh, we got on start recording, but um. I don't think Sean Payton starts Drew Brees if there's like any re-injury risk. Um, and I think that Drew Brees is just a bigger upgrade over Taysom Hill than what is kind of made it out to be. It's he, it's his touch with Michael Thomas and, and Kamara, like Drew Brees left and all of a sudden Kamara has not been like even the same as a running back. And so um, I think that, the Saints will provide a little value at three, but it's still not enough for me to actually bet it. Um, it's tough. I, then again, like after what I said about the Chiefs last week, it's they, they're not playing, they're playing down to their opponents, but they're still winning. But it's not impressive, if that makes sense. No, you're right. You're and right. Like, it's- it's it's worrisome, and it's and I, I don't think it's being talked about enough because you can't just play down to your opponent every single week and then like, and then be a short favorite to a good team like this on the road and just like oh they went easy. Do you know what I mean? It's like they just take the foot off the gas. I mean we saw this against Tampa where they start with like a twenty-seven to three lead and then they completely just let them back into it where they're on the final possession needing to hold on to the ball. And the same thing as Miami last week they were up thirty-one to ten and they completely just let them back into it. I just. I don't get it. They can't have a full game uh, where it's complete. And that kind of scares me off taking the Chiefs here because minus three Chiefs at a field goal just seems pretty easy. It seems like an easy bet to take. Um, uh, So I thought the Saints last week, uh, they looked, as I mentioned earlier, they just look super flat. They finally look lost without Drew Brees. Like they really needed him last week. They looked tired from three straight roadies. And I think they were looking ahead to this game. I was, I've been very impressed with their defense lately. I mean, I, I, it's been like top five, but even in the second e- half, ever week, since first the, half, they suck. Yeah. Yeah. First half, they only allowed seven points last week in the second half. Um, but that being said, the best offense they've faced since that beatdown against the Bucks um, is an injured Julio uh, Atlanta team without Julio Jones. Um, their defense looked poor at the beginning of the season against great offenses like the Packers and even the Raiders put up 34 on them. Uh, I just think this is a huge step up in competition for him against the top NFL offense in the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm not saying that the Saints defense uh, is going to be dominated because they have looked very good, but this is a huge step up in competition. So I could see Chiefs having success on that uh, on that angle. Um, But what makes the handicap interesting is 
the Saints have the advantage in that they can control Mahomes through putting pressure on him. Uh, if you're going to stop people. Mahomes, you have to put pressure on him. Uh, this, they rank seventh in pressure rate. And the biggest thing is the Chiefs are missing O-line pieces. Eric Fisher didn't practice this week or today because of a back injury. Mike Remmers also didn't practice, who is Mitchell Schwartz replacement. So the O-line is kind of in trouble here. I think the Saints will be able to put pressure on him. Um, and you can also beat the Chiefs um, through the ground game. Uh, and I think that even if Taysom Hill is the quarterback this week um, through Kamara, through Taysom, Taysom's uh, athletic run game, I think they can succeed in that area. This is now the Chiefs' fourth road game in five weeks. So I think we could see some fatigue from them. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that. That's a bad spot. Yeah, I, I'm going to just ignore this game. I'm passing because I can't possibly fade Patrick Mahomes. I can't overlook the fact that they have been um, – just showing up flat and not playing a full 60 minutes of football in these last couple of weeks that this feels like a game where the saints could steal it. Um, even with Taysom, but I I'm staying away. I probably gun to my head would take the chiefs just cause it feels too easy at minus three. Agreed. Um, but I'm passing. Yeah. I, it's so, it's tough. It's tough, especially because. Hmm. Ooh, one thing I forgot to add about Drew Brees was, and I, I, this was part of what I was saying to you earlier, is that I think how he looked at the beginning of the season and we're like, oh, dead arm, dead arm. Like, yeah, he was bad, but I statistically, I think according to QBR, he's still a top five quarterback, which, I mean, if you just looked at how bad, I mean, like, just eye test is so, like, it wasn't good, mm-hmm. but it was effective. And I think that that depreciates his value in the market a little bit. So when he does come back or when he is playing in the playoffs, I think we might get a cheap, somewhat cheap Saints price. The one worry there is that the Saints defense has stepped up up enough to cover that. So I, I guess ult- ultimately, who knows? But I don't know. I, I just hate I'm excited Jason for it. It's so frustrating to watch him. It is. Yeah. I mean, they, at the end of the game, once they were trailing like that to the Eagles, you knew the Saints were in quite a bit of trouble because they just, you can't, you can do, you can't rely on Taysom to throw you back into the, into the game. Agreed. All right. Those are all of our likes. Why don't we just speed run through the games we've missed moving down the board. All right. Bills Broncos. We hit Panthers Packers. We hit Texans Colts. Did we hit Panthers Packers. Oh no, we didn't. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saturday game. Very excited. This Fun. is like that that teaser special of like that books have nightmares about sure today. Is. But <laughs> I there's there's no way there's no way that both but that um, both of these hit. I think I feel like Packers by one is a just distinct possibility. <laughs> but um, so Panthers are getting eight points on the road at Green Bay, and totals at fifty one and a half. I believe. Yep. Yes. Um, I'll kick it to you first. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of hype on the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw this line even around nine, the beginning of the week. Yeah. They play well as a big underdog. Um, they've shown it in games against the saints and the chiefs. They create long drives. They shorten the possessions and they keep themselves in the game. Um, and they've shown that they can put up points against bad defenses. And I wouldn't classify the Packers as a good defense. Um, I think the Panthers, could have some success there. Um, 
Green Bay also gives up quite a bit of points in garbage time. I don't know what it is, but uh, they really struggle in garbage. God, I do know what it is because fucking last week I had Packers on the spread and they just let the Lions back into it. Oh, deep breath. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> I So I think at worst comes to worst here, I think the Panthers can uh, backdoor this. Um, so I, I lean – Panthers the most uh, Aaron Jones also unlikely to go uh, you can beat the Panthers on the ground game um, so that's just another weakness here uh, my fear is Drew Locke had four touchdowns he had a dominating performance last week and what on earth is Aaron Rodgers going to do um, I can see Packers I can see Aaron Rodgers just tearing up uh, this this Panthers defense he's already in the press conference this week talking about MVPs uh, and how he's the most valuable player on his team. And clearly he cares about this MVP trophy. So games like this where he's playing a weak pass defense is a game that he likes to put up four to five touchdowns and really solidify his spot as the top uh, top player in the league right now. So I lean Panthers because I do think they can keep this close. I do think they can pass on him. Um, God, might even take the over. Um, I like the you over. Like the over. You like the, fuck. I like the <laughs> over, but as, as I mentioned, the Panthers can draw out possessions. Uh, they can well, make so it can the Packers. Game. Yeah, so I mean, that's the scares... Packers normally do that with. Or here, so you go ahead and finish your point. It just kind of scares me off and over with teams drawing out possessions like that. Um, but I don't know. You tell me your handicap on it. So, I, th- it's so it's fifty one and a half, and I just think that there's going to be my worry here is the Panthers in the red zone, just because I they like don't finish drives well. True. But I, th- I still don't think the Packers defense is good. Um, They've been playing a bunch of not great offenses as of late, um, which I think kind of misleadingly bumps up their defensive value. But I think we're going to get big plays with the Packers, like chunk chunk gains from Devontae Adams and company. And um, I think that the Panthers just do enough on offense to get like their 23, 24 points that they need for me to, to cover this total. I do lean Panthers. But um, you've kind of pushed me off it a little bit. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I just think that the – and I also – I'm a fan of this coaching staff, which it disappointed me last week, I will say. But um, I think that they can scheme up ways, especially against what I don't think is a very good defense, just to uh, get their players open. So I do understand your point of long, drawn-out drives, but I don't think that – it's not like 51 and a half is so astronomically high to where it matters a whole lot. True. Like even that Packers Vikings game went over and there was, I think four drives in the first half. Granted there was four touchdown drives in the first half, but even if we see something like that, I think we're in business. So I agree. I like it. It's more of like an efficiency thing where I just, I just expect the Panthers to be able to move the bullet in terms of like, it's a long drive, but it ends up in like a, as like a four minute punt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Packers are punting. Like their Panthers defense is so bad, but this, this is just further to my point. The bad teams are so bad. Like the Panthers suck, yeah, especially the defense. And they were good at the beginning of the year. I thought they were they something, but Brid- Bridgewater's not playing very good lately. Um, get him a quarterback. Yeah. Get, yeah. get him. Get, I mean, they're going to be drafting what? Fifth, sixth. Some some so. there. Yep. All right. Texans Colts. Texans Colts. You read my mind. I. I don't know. 
I just don't know. The Colts I, offense is also money. Money has gone to the under. I don't agree with that because the Colts defense has not looked good. It's look, I think it's gone from a top three defense the first eight or so weeks of the year to a bottom three defense the last few weeks. And with how that first half went in their first matchup, I think that that could happen again. You were making some good points earlier about this game, so I'll let you hit it. So, yeah, you go I mean, ahead. I think the uh, I think the under the money coming to the under. It's for the same reason that we kind of liked, or at least you kind of liked the over for the Bears Texans last week. It's just it's really hard to trust this Texans offense right That's now. True. That's true. Ever since they lost Will Fuller, um, it's this offense is totally out of sync. We saw them look pretty good in the first half against the Colts just two weeks ago. They, this game happened. They put up 20 first half points, but then they didn't score in the second half. They put up, I think under 10 points last week to the bears. Um, this, this offense is clearly struggling because they just don't have any weapons. Um, someone to come to aid is Brandon cooks. He could be back this week um, with recovering from a concussion, which is wild. Cause he's had like 15 in his career. I just can't believe he's still in the NFL. It's, it blows um, my mind. <laughs> But if they get him back, that is a big boost to this offense uh, just to give something out there. Um, at seven and a half, I'm pretty scared off this number. At six and a half to seven range, I did like the Colts a little bit more just because they still are uh, fighting for a playoff bid. Uh, good they teaser still leg. Are very much in the hunt. It is a good teaser leg. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is hot right now. He's playing really good football. I don't mind his props. Um, this Texas rush to you, you can beat him, beat him on the ground and the way Taylor is playing, the way T.Y. Hilton is playing as well. This Colts offense looks pretty good. Um, so I would take the Colts if I had to. Um, at seven and a half, it's definitely a pass for me. Uh, even on the total, I would just avoid everything. So I, I like this over because Cook's coming back is huge. Um, also, that game should have went soaring over last week, but there is like it was a huge first half, and then they just didn't score in the second. Um and part of that is because I think the Colts run game is way better compared to the Bears run game. And so I think there's going to be like more scoring opportunities. Also, the Texans left a bunch of points on the board. There is a I think they had two goal line stands or the Bears had two goal line stands, excuse me. Um, and uh, that resulted in zero points. So maybe the Texans offense is a little undervalued valued here. And then um, yeah, it, the Texans defense is bad. It's bad, 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 especially without Roby, which we touched on it a little bit earlier in the pod. So I, I think I, it, I, I would also expect it to come down more too. The total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I mean, the question is what, I mean, we saw this game just three weeks ago. What half, the first half or the second half is more likely to happen in this game? Because the first half we saw 44 points and in the second half we saw two. Um, so I could, I'm, you're kind of pushing me onto your side. I could see us seeing a ha a, a game more like the why first not half. In the middle? Yeah. Or why not just a little bit in the middle and we're going to hit that over. Um, because there was a lot of points, even just on the left on the table in the second half of that yeah. game. Uh, I, mean, I mean, on the last play of the game, last play of the game one, uh, the Colts had a 63 yard drive that they got stalled inside the Houston 10 yard line as well. Mm -hmm. Um, there were quite a bit of punts, um, but I can see what you're saying. And especially we're under the key number of 51. I don't hate the over here. Yeah. Um, and I, 
I really do think it's going to, although don't wait too long to bet it, because I would expect this is a very public play that I'm advocating for. The money will come in on the over um, Sunday morning. So Saturday night, after you, you've won all the college football bets that we've given you, that's when you <laughs> want to attack this. I like it. Um, Pit Lions, Titans, Jets, Rams. Oh, no, we didn't talk Jets, Rams. Well, uh, okay. I think we, Do we Jags, have to. Jags, Ravens is before. Oh, I'm just going down like rotational. Okay. Um, so I mean, we can we can skip both of these games. I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Jets or the Jags. Um, here, I'll be quick. I, Ready? Go for it. 17 and a half points. The Rams are lane. Totals at 43 and a half. And the Rams are really good. And the Jet, Jets are really bad. So I understand why the line is this way. I don't want to bet it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add. Uh, James, before we left, wanted us to mention that the Jets' first score or first quarter, because they've scored in the first drive of last seven games, I personally absolutely hate the play. Uh, <laughs> the Rams are a top-five defense. Are we really top trusting Adam? Ga- yeah, I mean, top three, are, they're playing so good right now. Are we really going to trust Adam Gase to have a well-scripted first drive for an eighth straight week? I mean, it's kind of like you're at the roulette table and it's hit red seven straight times and we're betting that it's going to be eight. I'm not doing that. Um, but hey. I don't uh, think it's like that. I mean, it's not a 50-50 <laughs> thing. I, you're right. I, I, <laughs> Just hating on James. I, if my play would be <laughs> under under team total for the Jets, I don't know what like number that. it's going to be. It'd probably be 14. I don't even see them getting to 14. Um, but I don't want any part of this game. I really don't want to watch it. Um, I don't think this matters here, but I'm kind of out on Jared Goff as like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Not that the Jets are a, even a 500 caliber team by any means, but um Hey, they're not even a two-win game caliber team, but they are beating the Browns next week. I was going to get to that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe one more beatdown is good so that we get the, we get 14 points against the Browns at home. Nice try for scored. I would love that. Dude, I would love that. It's happening. Right now, look ahead is Browns minus 10.5 on the road. I like it. I mean, just to give a quick, I can't believe we're going to handicap this game real quick. Uh, I, I mean, I don't mind. <laughs> I, it's our pin tweet right now. It is our pin tweet. Follow us on the sharp side podcast. We did predict this. Uh, the Jets are going to win next week. Uh, Browns, they're coming off a huge uh, Monday night game against the Ravens and now a huge uh, Sunday night game this week against the Giants. It couldn't be a more flat spot to face the Jets next week. And the Jets have a matchup advantage in that the one thing they do well is they stop the run. If they can control the Cleveland rush game, that it becomes a game. I, I love the spread. They're going to cover the spread. It's just a matter of will they win the game? And then who knows? It'll be December 27th by that point. Could it be a heavy weather game as well? Um, that probably favors the Browns in that case, but definitely could help us uh, on the spread. Um, I like it. It's the Jets' last chance. They play their best games when they're at home. Um, I think We're they really I think... a full handicap on this game. <laughs> I've, been I've heard Austin talking weeks. about this for the past two months. He's been saying the Jets are going to beat the Browns week 16 for so long. I've had long. this game circled. I've had this game circled. I do. I think they're going to do it. They're not going to go 0-16. Uh, they're going to beat the Browns next week. I it, The Browns, we're going to get to this game. We still haven't talked about it. The, the Browns need to win this week. That would be – that's, yes. that's crucial, crucial this handicap. Agreed. Um, 
All right. That's it. We talked more about the Jets game next week than their game this week. Um, <laughs> let's see. Bucks, Falcons, Patriots, Dolphins, Seattle football team, Bears, Vikings, Jags, Ravens. There we go. Um, anything? Ravens lane 13, total 47 and a half. So I think you said you kind of like the Jags here, right? Yeah. Or you yeah, lean that way, I guess. I lean it just because I think it's a letdown spot for the Ravens. Uh, it was such a fatiguing game that they had last week against the Browns. It was an all-in effort. Um, what a fucking game. Um, but it's their fourth game in 18 days. It's just an overlooking game where they're not going to need to put their pe- the pedal to the metal and dominate the Jags. Um, but I do like the point that you're going to bring up um that the Ravens team of last year that we know that we're the best team in the league they beat the hell out of these bad teams um so it's it's a pass for me but I would lean the Jags just because I think that it could be a letdown game for the Ravens yeah um I mean that that's what I was going to say and I feel, I mean the Jags are just not good and one thing I do want to make sure of, I, I doubt I'm betting this game. No, actually, I will say right now I'm not betting this game. But um, I think you want to make sure that the Ravens secondary is healthy. Um, regardless, I don't see the Jaguars passing offense, whether it's Minshew or Glennon or whoever. I mean, bring Andrew Luck out of retirement. I don't really care. I don't think they're going to be actually Andrew Luck out of retirement on the Jags be kind of sweet, but um, I don't think that they move the ball in garbage time enough to cover this number and the Jags. I mean, they're not good against the run. So, I mean, like big, big games from JK Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Lamar. I mean, the list goes on Gus Edwards. I Duvernay runs the ball sometimes. It's tough. Yeah. This was I you said it earlier this this was by far the hardest week for me actually picking games. Like I'm lost on a bunch of these. Yeah, just a lot of just passes. I really yeah. I really can't choose. Um Yeah, you kind of you've talked me a little bit into the Ravens side, but I I, I don't want a part of it. I don't want to be I on either side. You. Um I think we've got one game to play. One left. My favorite Cleveland fucking Brownies, team. Sunday night. Oh, you have a little rain, rain here, so I'll let you kick it off. Anyways, they're laying six and a half uh, from really just from COVID news from the Giants, two parts that I will touch on later. Um, total's at 44, so it's come down. Go ahead, my friend. You have the floor. I mean, I just can't believe how much they <laughs> fuck me over every single time. Like, I was watching that game last week. And I like the Browns. I like. I'm like. I like this team. Baker looks sharp. I like the ground game. They have a. They have a. Their O line is a barrier. You can't get through that O line. I I like this team, but they fuck you in every single way. I mean, I didn't learn my lesson the first time where they let Joe Burrow backdoor. They lost the game 35 to 30. Oh my yes. gosh, I forgot about that. Yes, I do remember the exact score because it still haunts me. That was my first bet, best bet loss, I believe, and then. My, I didn't learn my lesson. I had the Browns as my best bet a second week, the second time they played the Bengals as three-point favorites. And Cody Parkey misses an extra point to, to give us a push. So 
I didn't learn. I learned my lesson a little where I didn't put Browns as my best bet last week. And sure enough, we have uh, the most incredible safety. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Fuck, my AirPods are dead. All good. You're still coming through. Oh, man. Okay, I guess I don't need to hear it. Uh, they have the most incredible safety in the world. I mean, I, I at least was pushing. I mean, it was a great game. I was like, at least I'm pushing. And a safety on the final minute. God, it pissed me off so much. I just – and I'm still probably on the Browns again this week uh, just because this Giants team uh, – I was a believer on them when Daniel Jones is healthy. But last week we saw it was their first game. Uh, where he was hurt, his hamstring was hurt. I can't believe they put him out there. When he isn't running the ball, he is not the same quarterback. Um, so he is 24th in EPA dropback at 27 quarterbacks in non-garbage time. Um, but his rushing accounts for the seventh highest amount among those quarterbacks. Uh, so rushing pretty much makes him who he is. That makes him who the quarterback is. So when he takes that, takes that out of him, he's just not a good quarterback when he's just relying on his arms. Um, and... James Bradbury is, was added to the COVID list, which is significant. That is their best corner. That is their best player on their defense. Um, this leaves them with their, the remaining corners is the 60th ranked corner, uh, corner according to PFF, 95th, and a corner who's played 20 snaps. So I think the Browns will be able to pass the ball on them. Uh, the, really the one key will be, can the Giants uh, control the line of scrimmage? Can they put pressure on their Baker? Um, I'd say they can, but then again, this Browns offensive line looks very good. Uh, I know Wills got hurt their tackle last week, um, but overall, uh, I guess I'm taking the Browns, but God, I, they'll find a way to fuck you. Don't do it. Don't take them. What do you think? Well, one COVID positive we forgot, forgot to mention is Jason Garrett. Freddie Kitchens is going to be calling plays against his old team, the Cleveland Browns. Revenge. Um, so since the news, this, uh, this line has moved two points and I would agree that Bradbury is definitely worth a point to the spread, maybe a point and a half, but um, I think we continues to take up. I think the giants might be the look here. I think if you can get a seven fingers crossed a seven and a half, I think it's uh, worth your time. This is the kind of come down for Baker where he gets a lot of pressure in this game because the giants D line is very good. And I'm like, it's very storied how much pressure affects him as a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I'll lean Giants at the up to kickoff here. That was one of the, you know, those things that like, it like when you're watching it, it's like it's in slow motion almost. That was that safety at the end of that game. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. Not to brag, I, I had the, Ravens minus one in my own super contest. So I was very happy with that, but um, yeah, this is a tough one. Anyways, I think that's about it. So if you skip through the part where we promoted our stuff, go follow us at the sharp side pod. We will be doing a college football. Back. Okay. Back. I was just wrapping it up. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to pick that, but did we finish the Browns take? We did. Okay. We did. Are you on, are you on the Brown side? I'm leaning giants. Okay. I think that's fair. I like it, the it was, under way more. Good. I was, I was hoping you were going to highlight that. I, 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 Which I, I actually like didn't talk about it. I just kind of remembered now. 
Yeah, but, um, I mean, it's just, I guess Baker I just, under pressure. Just, yeah, Baker under pressure. I think, and it's it could maybe be a flat Browns spot team for them. total under. Hmm, that's a good look. We'll get. Uh, we need James for the math. 28, yeah, 20, 26, 20, 26 20. kind of big number. Yeah. It'll be like 25, 20. Yeah, I don't know. 25, 26, look for something in there. 24 and a half is definitely the lowest I would go. Um, I was wrapping up. Damn. Well, just cue me in and I'm ready. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> as I said before, Got a lot of stuff happening on our Twitter page. So go follow us at the sharp side pod. Um, be on the lookout for, well, if you're listening to this now, then the college football podcast is out. So go ahead and go give that a listen. Um, right. Review and subscribe. Oh, dang. I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. I want, uh, there's a couple, uh, reviews that I wanted to read just cause I thought they were really funny. Um, <laughs> they uh here i'm gonna pull, pull one up right now thank so, you yeah. to everyone who's still listening to this point as well oh for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> listen to two idiots go on and on i'm sure it's quite taxing mentally but um we even talked about the jets winning next week exactly <laughs> they're going to win they will um here you go from our cummins 88 oh ryan uh fantastic information it says this podcast has really helped me in my gambling endeavors, and I trust these gentlemen with all of my bank account. Wow, that's pressure. <laughs> um, Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> this one is my favorite, though. Um, I'm going to ignore the subject title because Chaz is an overall uh, guy good at betting and fantasy. Very nice. And then the subject is Austin and James are good, too. So, hey, you guys weren't <laughs> forgotten. Anyways, go leave us a review. Um, I'm going to do that more and more throughout. Also, bowl season's coming, trying to put together some kind of con- like bowl prediction uh, contest for the bowl season. It's one of my favorite times of the year. So uh, that March Madness, uh, March Madness, we will try and do something too. But that's still way down the line. So go leave us a review at the Sharp Side Pod on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. And that's mainly where we get most of our listens. I think... Um, pocket cast is the thing too i don't know if anyone actually used that though so for the sharp side pod i appreciate appreciate all of you guys for listening thank you for letting us go on and on about week 15 in the nfl in austin let's go win some money let's do it